You're listening to the Daidokoro Video Podcast. Hi, I'm Pat Tokuyama, and you're about to discover some of the tastiest ways to feed your mind, body, and soul. A pharmacist by training, you may know me as the founder of All Day I Eat Like a Shark, the food blog, YouTube channel, or as author of several Japanese cookbooks. If you desire to live a healthy life and are looking for a different way forward with a hunger for growth, then this video podcast is for you. Daidokoro is a Japanese term for kitchen. And I'm glad you're here. With each episode, we're going to be bringing clarity to your cooking by blending Japanese tradition and life lessons into bite sized bits that even a shark would enjoy. Ready to make some magic happen? Eight essential Japanese ingredients that you must have to cook plant based Japanese food. The first ingredient is going to be shoyu or soy sauce. So this comes in many different forms, but we're going to be talking about just a few of them today. In Japanese, it's also referred to as koikuchi shoyu, which means sort of strong flavored、uh, soy sauce. Uh, when you're at the market, you want to be looking for something that is made in Japan. So, a product of Japan. That way, you'll get the Japanese flavor in the Japanese dishes that you're trying to cook.、Um, alternatively, if you're not able to get the product of Japan soy sauce, then、uh, the flavor is going to be a little bit off. So, if you're using like a Vietnamese or a Thai soy sauce or an Indonesian soy sauce, they all taste a little bit different, maybe even a lot different than Japanese soy sauce. So, you probably don't want to substitute. Uh, this ingredient、uh, specifically. In addition to just now knowing that you need regular Japanese soy sauce, koi k u c h i shoyu, you can get low sodium soy sauce if you're、uh, mindful of your sodium intake. If you're trying to eat a low salt diet, for example, low sodium soy sauce is a good alternative to just regular soy sauce. And low sodium soy sauce goes by the name of gen en shoyu in Japanese. You don't want to get that confused with uskuchi shoyu. Uskuchi shoyu means light soy sauce. So if you see that, Uh, that's one thing that you need to be careful of. So, light soy sauce is actually lighter in color, lighter in flavor, but higher in the sodium content. So, it's going to be the opposite of what you're hoping to get. So, that's one thing that you should keep in mind. Also, when you're shopping for shoyu, another thing that you should be looking out for is、uh, marudaizu. Marudaizu means that it's the whole soybean that was used to make the soy sauce. The cheaper,、uh, lower quality products use soybean pulp. And you may or may not notice a difference, but to me, it is a little bit、uh, different. I prefer the whole bean soy sauce because it's a little bit more、uh, well rounded in flavor, it's a little bit more robust, and、uh, I prefer it. I can actually tell I did a blind taste test one time, and、uh, maybe if you are not able to tell after doing a blind taste test, it may not matter to you. But in general,、uh, Marudaizer whole soybean soy sauce is considered、uh, higher quality. Another thing that you can look for is koksan. Koksan means that it's made in Japan and、uh, the, the ingredients come from Japan, of course. So, this is kind of like what I alluded to in the very beginning about the, you want it to be a product of Japan. But taking that a step further, products that are made with all ingredients being、uh, produced in Japan are also considered. Higher quality as opposed to something that has been imported and then produced, for example.、And、then, on top of that, there are other types of shoyu or soy sauce. So, tamari is another type of soy sauce that you may see in recipes or at the grocery store. And this is actually, if you've ever made homemade miso paste,、uh, you may have noticed that there's a liquid, a brownish liquid that pools at the top of the、uh, miso when it's fermenting. That's also known as tamari. And this has a different flavor profile. It's a little bit more robust, stronger in flavor, bolder than just regular shoyu. And it's used for different things. I would say that would be the,、uh, maybe the third most common type of soy sauce that you would see at the grocery store. The second essential ingredient for your Japanese cooking is going to be mirin. 
Median uh, comes in two different flavors. So depending on how well your uh, grocery store is stocked or if you have access to an online uh, service like Amazon, you may be able to get Hon Median, which is true median, or Aji Median, which is sort of like a, I guess, uh, flavor of median. That's the literal translation. And probably wouldn't be able to taste the difference if you did like a blind taste test and made the same dish, one with Hon Median and one with Aji Median. They're both going to cause a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of umami to round out the savory flavors in your Japanese dishes. And uh, this is very similar to osake, which we're going to be talking about as the third ingredient, but it's a little bit sweeter in its flavor profile. So if you can't get Hon Median, which is true Median, just use Aji Median because they're interchangeable. Third ingredient is going to be osake. Osake is, uh, I guess if you want to translate it, rice wine. And uh, it's going to be a little bit drier. It's not going to be as sweet as mirin. And uh, one of the things that you want to look out for is that it does not have any salt. So osake that has salt is generally called cooking sake. And you don't necessarily need cooking sake because it has salt that you don't need to be uh, eating in your cooking because you can always add salt later if it needs to have additional salt, or you can also add shoyu, which is going to be where most of the salt comes from in your Japanese food. And knowing that uh, salt causes hypertension or high blood pressure, why would you want it in your food if you don't need to eat it? That is my two cents there for Osaka. So the fourth thing that you want to be looking for for your essential Japanese cooking is going to be kombu. Kombu is dried kelp and you want to be looking for dried kelp or kombu that, again, is produced in Japan. There's many different types of kombu as well. But some of the things that you want to be looking for when you are shopping for kombu is, uh, again, koksan, which means that it's made in Japan. Uh, there's other countries in Asia that actually produce kombu as well, and you may not notice unless you're actually looking on the package to see where it was produced. So for the best quality... Uh, if you can spend a little bit more, uh, try to get something that's mid or higher end in terms of the price range as opposed to something that's very cheap because the flavor does taste a little bit better, in my opinion, um, for the mid to uh, more pricier products as opposed to the very cheap stuff. Also, it depends on what you're going to be making with it as well. So some dishes, you may not notice the flavor as much, but if it's a dish where you're intending to enjoy the flavor of the kombu dashi or the kombu itself, that's when it really matters that you use a good quality kombu. Also, kombu, if you didn't know, has one of the uh, three most common uh, umami compounds. In this case, it's going to be the glut glutamate or glutamic acid, which is one of the flavor enhancing compounds uh, that is also referred to as umami. And if you didn't know, just fun fact for you guys, for umami, if you combine all three different types of umami, so glutamic acid, inosinic acid, and guanilic, guanosilic acid, is it guanosilic acid? Guanolate. So if you combine all three different sources of uh, umami, fun fact for you, the benefits or the results is actually synergistic and exponential. So it's more powerful than each individual uh, ingredient alone. So consider that if you've ever made dashi from scratch using kombu and shiitake, knowing, know that they will work together to be synergistic and uh, make your umami effect a lot more powerful. So yeah, the third tip that I have for your kombu is if you're going to be adding your kombu or your kelp to something that's a simmered food that has a soy sauce as a seasoning 
or maybe even like a miso soup, you may not notice the difference between a high quality kombu and a cheaper version. So that's something to keep in mind. But if you can, give the uh, premium kombu a try and see if you can notice a difference and find out for yourself. So the fifth ingredient is gonna be shiitake mushrooms. So shiitake mushrooms are those little brown mushrooms that you may have seen before. And uh, there's they come in two forms, fresh and dried. But in terms of what we're talking about here for essential ingredients, you want the dried form because that's what you're gonna be using to make dashi. Dashi is that multi-purpose stock that we can make from uh, kombu, the kelp, dried kelp, as well as the shiitake. You can use them together or alone, or you can even add in uh, katsuobushi, which is the uh, smoked fermented skipjack tuna flakes for a more of a fish-based dashi. But for plant-based Japanese cooking, you're gonna be using the kombu and shiitake the most. And uh, the reason why dried shiitake is used instead of fresh shiitake mushrooms is because the dried shiitake mushrooms actually are able to release their umami compounds once the drying process has occurred. So these cell walls or the structures that are holding all of the umami compounds inside actually break down once the mushroom is dehydrated and then rehydrated again. So if you can imagine sometimes when you freeze foods, it uh, doesn't really turn out so well because the cell structures uh, burst or they break when the ice forms inside them. So a similar thing that happens with the uh, mushroom. So the shiitake mushroom release all of their umami goodness once they have dehydrated and then rehydrated into uh, your dashi stock. Another tip that I had for you is uh, if you can try more of a medium range or premium uh, shiitake mushroom to see if you can tell the difference because in my experience the flavor is a little bit better and also it does depend on what you're using it for. So if you like I said, if you are like with the kombu or the kelp, if you're going to be using it for some sort of a miso soup or a soy sauce based dish, you may not notice the flavor difference. But if you're going to be using it alone uh, or for something that isn't so seasoned, then you may notice a difference. But the only way that you'll know is to try it yourself. The sixth ingredient is going to be miso. So miso is fermented soybeans and uh, this can be made from many different ingredients and also comes in many different colors and types. I guess uh, some of the most common ingredients that you're going to be seeing in the ingredients list, if you ever look at that, is going to be uh, soybeans, uh, rice, and, and uh, barley. So those are going to be the three most common types. And then the two colors that you're going to see most commonly are going to be red, which is going to be akamiso. It's going to be bolder in flavor, saltier in flavor and uh, white, which is shiromiso, and that's gonna be sweeter in flavor and lighter in color. And uh, you can use them interchangeably if you really, really wanted to, but they are sort of used for different things. Um, for example, the akamiso I usually like to use for my soups or any kind of uh, nabemono or uh, stews, if I'm gonna be doing something with that. And for the white miso, you might wanna be using that for marinades, maybe even like a sauce or a dressing uh, because it's a little bit lighter in uh, flavor and it's a little bit sweeter. So you can use uh, vinegars for dressings, for example, to combine those two. And I guess a couple of things that you wanna look out for, like the other ingredients, you wanna be looking for products of Japan. So koksan is one thing that you wanna be mindful of. If possible, they're gonna be tasting a little bit better in my opinion than the misos that are made here in the US, but that could just be my personal subjective opinion. I don't know what you guys think. You can let me know if you agree or if you disagree. Also, uh, you want to be looking for organic if possible. So yuki is the organic uh, term in Japanese. And also a couple other things that you want to be mindful of is uh, mutenka, which means nothing has been added to it. 
And uh, this is important, especially if you're going to be using it for something like uh, miso soup. So when you make miso soup from scratch, you usually use uh, dashi plus miso paste. But some miso paste actually has dashi in it already. So it's going to say dashi iri. And in that case, you would only add water to your miso paste because it already has dashi in it. If you added dashi on top of the dashi plus the miso paste, that would be overkill. That's another thing that you want to be mindful of. And there's also low sodium uh, miso paste. So that if you're, like I mentioned before, if you're uh, mindful of your sodium intake, that's another thing that you can be on the lookout for. So the seventh ingredient that you're going to be uh, looking for for your plant-based Japanese cooking is going to be rice vinegar or osu. So there's many different types of uh, Japanese vinegars. Um, if you want to be looking for the most versatile, it's going to be just straight rice vinegar. And that's going to say just rice vinegar on the package. And uh, it's going to have a very light flavor, kind of like, um, I don't know, vinegar. And this is going to be, you know, the vinegar that you can use for any kind of, you know, salad dressing, any kind of a salad or seasoning. So other types of vinegars are made from brown rice, for example, other mixed grains, and uh, even ponzu, if you want to call that a vinegar, which is made with uh, citrus and soy sauce, and maybe dashi and some other ingredients to make a uh, dipping sauce. So that's another type of uh, vinegar as well but not as versatile as uh, osu or just straight rice vinegar. So the eighth essential Japanese ingredient that you're going to need is gomabura. Gomabura comes in two types. And uh, the first is going to be the white taihaku gomabura, which is sort of like a clear looking uh, type of oil. It's very, it's a little bit lighter in flavor and aroma as compared to the regular gomabura, which is right. It's a roasted uh, sesame oil. So it's dark brown and has a very robust flavor and aroma. And uh, you can use them both for the same things, but the taihaku gomabura, which is the clear one, uh, is best used for baked goods because it doesn't have as strong uh, of a flavor or aroma that's going to overpower, you know, your cakes or your cookies or whatever it is that you're going to bake with. Um, the brown gomabura or the regular gomabura is actually good for a variety of things. I, would, I don't know if I would really substitute the two, um, but you can use both for dressings, for example, or marinades. Um, but the brown I usually use for, you know, my stir fries, any of kind of any kind of my salad dressings um, and things like that. So that is going to be eight essential uh, Japanese ingredients that you'll need to get started with plant-based Japanese food. Thanks for joining us today from wherever you're watching or listening from. And if you haven't yet, it means a lot to me if you could share your thoughts in a review on iTunes to let me know what you think of this new video podcast. Um, then I can take that feedback and make things better for next time. And to celebrate the launch of this brand new video podcast, where you are going to be doing a little giveaway. All you got to do to enter is subscribe and send us a screenshot of your review. Make sure to check out the link in the description or show notes for all the details. And I'd encourage you to share this with a friend or a loved one, because if you've gotten value out of it, chances are they will too. Want to try cooking Japanese food at home from scratch? Head over to alldayieat.com slash aisatsu, A-I-S-A-T-S-U, to get started today. And if you're new here, make sure to check out alldayieat.com slash daidokoro, D-A-I-D-O-K-O-R-O, for all the show notes, bonus materials, resources, and more. 